up everybody this is jim mylock and you're listening to pot of fame it is friday which means it is another episode of hall of fame market watch where we buy a player's hall of fame stock while also selling off a player's hall of fame stock if they had a bad week and you know the nba started on tuesday it's basketball season this is it's kind of the perfect storm of, of sports. This happens a couple times throughout the year. I feel like it happens in the March Madness um, time of the year where NBA, you know, is getting near the playoffs. Uh, baseball is about to start. March Madness is in full swing. Um, I guess there's no NFL, but there's like that kind of little perfect storm. And then there's this perfect storm where it's playoff baseball, NBA starting, NFL, college football, I think this takes the cake. This is kind of the best time of the year. And with basketball back and all the NBA uh, teams back in action, it makes sense to do two basketball players today. So again, per usual, every Friday, we're going to buy some stock of a, a player, some Hall of Fame stock of a player who, you know, is is looking really good right now. And again, let's keep in mind, there's been like one game for each team. But we're going to sell some people anyway, because again, everyone's stock fluctuates. It's it's little bits. Again, you don't make the Hall of Fame in one day. You don't get out of the Hall of Fame you know, consideration in one game. But there's some trends here. And I'm already seeing it after just one game for, for each of these players. So first of all, whose Hall of Fame stock are we buying? Ladies and gentlemen, we are buying Tyrese Maxey's Hall of Fame stock. So Tyrese Maxey played, uh, I'm recording this Thursday, he played tonight uh, with the Sixers, his first game of the year. And again, the Sixers are without James Harden. So it's really Joel Embiid's team, but Maxey is is clearly going to be able to replace the scoring that Harden, you know, not being there. Um, he's replacing that scoring very quickly here and very at ease. First game with the Sixers uh, of the year, 31 points on 10 of 22 shooting. While also having eight assists, four boards, and two steals. Now, the Sixers did lose to the Bucks 117 to 118. But not only did Maxi have 31 points and eight assists, but he had zero turnovers. And he had the ball in his hands again. Harden, again, Harden's a Hall of Famer. We know this. But Harden's also a pain in the ass. And he's also not at his peak anymore. And when he plays for the Sixers, sure, you know, they have his scoring, his playmaking, but. The ball also stops a lot more. And Maxi plays off the ball, you know, when Harden's starting. Maxi is the point guard now, having the ball in his hands. It looked natural, and it looked like the Sixers are playing hardball maybe with Harden right now, or don't care if Harden's not playing because Maxi seems to be, I don't want to say better than Harden at this point, but how he looked tonight. At only 22 years old, he's he's the guard of the future for the Sixers. So I understand why they don't want to give Daryl Morey, doesn't want to give James Harden a bunch of money to stay any longer. Harris Maxey is here at 22 years old. He is definitely on the verge of becoming, you know, an all-star, fringe, all-NBA type guy in his fourth season in the NBA. I mean, he turns 23 next Saturday, and he's been on an up upward trajectory since he came in the league from Kentucky, uh, you know, just about three years ago. And he looks, you know, again, on a break, like he looks ready to break out. And I think tonight was his, hey, I am here. 
We don't need James Harden. It's Joel Embiid. It's Tyrese Maxey. That's the combination. Harden's old news. Get him out of there. And again, Maxey's someone who averaged eight points a game his rookie season. He was a late first-round pick by the Sixers back in 2020. But he was, uh, you know, eight points per game his rookie season. Second year, raised that up to 17.5 points per game. You're like, okay, we got something here. Last year, 20.3 points per game. And again, he dropped 31 in his opening game. Is he going to average 30 this year? No. But I think he's going to start getting in that 23, 24 point per game range in year four as a soon-to-be 23-year-old, which, again, screams all-star appearance, screams on the radar of all NBA team selectors, especially determining you know how great the Sixers are this year. You know, I, I, I don't think they're one of the best teams in the East. I think that's clearly the Bucks and the Celtics, but they're right there in that kind of second tier. And again, if Maxi's playing like this all you know year round and they're able to get some sort of assets back for Harden at some point once they trade him because he will be out the door. You know, Sixers get a three seed. Maxi's averaging 23, 24 points per game. Again, he's going to be talked about in the All-NBA conversation. And he's one of, again, he's a great score, but he's also super efficient. I, I don't know if these efficiency numbers will continue uh, as he shoots a higher volume. But like last year, he shot 48% from the field, 43% from three, and 85% from the free throw line. Uh, he's been top five in three-point percentage the last two seasons. And last year, he was jacking up six attempts a game. So Maxi's a bona fide score. Uh, I think this year is the first year he makes the all-star team. And again, yes, it's been one game. But dropping 31 points in the opener against the Bucks, you know, maybe the team to beat in the East, Celtics or Bucks, you know, pick your poison. Eight assists, zero turnovers. It looks like he can easily slide in as the primary ball handler on the Sixers, which is going to, you know, again, give him more scoring opportunities, but also opportunities to get his assist numbers up. Because he's kind of been not one-dimensional, but really the scoring numbers jump off the page. But if he's averaging now seven, eight assists, you know, we're looking at Maxi now just not as a scorer, but as a playmaker. Uh, and I just think his future couldn't be any brighter. So I am I'm gobbling up the Maxi stock right now. I mean, again, he's only played one game. Stock's still a little low Hall of Fame-wise. He's 22 years old. But I am gobbling up that stock right now at a very low price because I think that's going to continue continue to trend up this year and again if he starts getting accolades like all-star appearances and even all nba buzz that is very good for a fourth year player who has a long runway ahead of him so again tyrese maxi i am buying all that stock up that stock is going up right now and i am buying it on the way up now let's talk about whose stock i am selling number one rule of wall street nobody Okay, if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett, nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in fucking circles. All right. Whose stock am I selling? Again, it's been one game. I'm not selling at all. We're selling a little bit. I'll still keep some. But I'm starting to sell this off because I'm getting a little worried about the long-term potential of this player's Hall of Fame stock, and that is the center for the Portland Trailblazers, DeAndre Aiden. So uh, DeAndre Aiden, of course, was part of that three-way trade this offseason, the blockbuster where Dame went to Milwaukee, Aiden went to Portland, and some other pieces 
Grayson Allen <laughs> went to uh, the Suns. But anyway, Aiden was one of the big pieces the Blazers got back. Um, and now the Blazers are moving forward with a dameless future, which again is, is something they haven't experienced in a very long time. And DeAndre Aiden was, you know, the number one overall pick in the Luka Doncic draft. I don't think that'll ever, you know, <laughs> ever be forgotten, but he put up some very good years with the Suns. You know, he just was never really materializing. He doesn't seem like they were, he was in their long-term game plan. You know, he had a kind of rough NBA fight or I mean, a, NBA playoff performance last year. Um, so they got rid of him. You know, they got Durant, they got Booker there. Um, they're going obviously a different direction with those two and then Bradley Beal. So DeAndre Ayn ends up in Portland. You're like, okay, you know, maybe he's really going to get to spread his wings here, you know, with Booker and Durant and now Beal and Chris Paul previously. Ayn couldn't get so many touches. And again, he was having really good years, right? Averaging 18 points, 17 points per game the last several years. Um, 10 boards, a 17-10 guy. Very solid for a big man. You know, never made an all-star team, never made all-NBA or anything like that. Never really got buzzed there, but shoots a high percentage. 17 and 10 for his career, only 25 years old. Not a terrible start. However, speaking of terrible starts, his debut in Portland, uh, kind of a snoozer. Uh, four points, 12 boards, one assist on 50% shooting in the opener for the Blazers as they, again, lost to the Clippers 111-123 in L.A. The more, um, I mean, four points is, is not a great start, but the thing I think that stands out the most is just he only had four field goal attempts, right? He shot 50%. He was two for four from the field, made two baskets. The alarming thing here is in, in in Phoenix, maybe he thought he should be getting the ball more. But here he took the eighth most shots on the Blazers. He took the eighth most shots on the Blazers in the opening game. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, you know, only played 22 minutes. He had 16 shot attempts. Uh, you know, Sharp, 14 shot attempts. Jeremy Grant, 12 shot attempts. Scoot Henderson, the rookie, 11 shot attempts. Ortiz Dybul, who I think only as a defensive player had seven shot attempts. Robert Williams, new guy down low from the Celtics, seven shot attempts. And then I promise you, I love basketball. I follow basketball religiously. I've never heard of this man. Tumani Kamara, probably pronounced that completely wrong. I apologize, Tumani. Second round pick out of Dane this year. So a second round rookie was drafted in the 50s. Played 15 minutes, had five shot attempts. So all seven of those people took more shot attempts than Aiden. Now, do I think Aiden's the eighth primary option on the Blazers? I don't. But honestly, looking at the roster, he's probably the fifth, sixth option on this team when it comes to scoring. So Aiden's scoring numbers are definitely not going to trend up on the Blazers. They're going to trend down. He seems like he's going to be dependent on the rebound play defense, which he's just, I would say, average at. So, you know, he's never made an all-star game at this point, never got all-NBA consideration. And at 25 years old right now on the Blazers, that might not be in the cards for him. He might just end up being a starting center in the league um, who, you know, gets double-doubles quite a bit. 
but is never one of the primary scores and never one of the top, you know, three, four best guys on a, on a great team. Um, you know, he was getting 13.2 shot attempts last year in Phoenix. He's definitely not getting that this year. Um, and again, his, his stock, we started selling it off honestly last playoffs. Cause I think that's where the sun's really soured on him. Only averaged 13, 10 during that playoff. So, you know, this is again, his sixth season in the league already. If he hasn't really broke through yet and been a guy that, you know, could maybe average 20 a game, grab 12 boards a game, things like that. Like the hall of fame might be out of the cards for Aiden. And again, it's one game. He might come back with the Blazers in their next game and drop 30, 20. And then I'm eating my words here. But based on what I saw at the end of last season with the Suns, as well as his start here in the shot distribution, ladies and gentlemen, I'm starting to sell some Aiden stock. It just isn't looking great right now. All right, that's it. That's Hall of Fame Market Watch for this week. I hope you enjoy your weekend full of, you know, World Series baseball. We got NFL on Sunday, college football tomorrow, basketball all weekend again one of the best times of the year for sports. I hope you all enjoy it. We will see you on Monday with a episode on a former baseball player. Uh, spoiler, it's a first baseman. But as I'm going to say, we're going to have a, a baseball episode on Monday. It's World Series time, so we've got to talk some baseball. But enjoy your weekend of sports. If you don't already, false on Pot of Fame on Twitter. Uh, follow, us, follow this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you've done all that, you've done your homework. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you Monday.